0: Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Welcome to another edition of the Phoenix 5 Show. I'm your host, Ryan Cody. As always, the show is brought to you by the Public Affairs Bureau at the Phoenix Police Department. And, all right, everybody take a, a quick, deep breath. Uh, a sigh of relief the Super Bowl has come and gone a lot of folks were working long hours doing some extra jobs and uh, thankfully everything went off without a hitch public safety wise uh, we can't say the same about the field of play I guess for a lot of folks that's a whole other story but before we move on to our topic for today we want to hear from interim chief Michael Sullivan who has a message that he wants to give out to Phoenicians about everything that went on over the last
1: couple weeks hello I'm Michael Sullivan, police chief of the Phoenix Police Department, and I just wanted to take a few minutes to say thank you. Thank you to the citizens of Phoenix. The eyes of the world have been upon us over the last 10 days, and we were able to showcase uh, this amazing city. We showed the world why the Super Bowl comes back to Phoenix time and time again. Even though the big game is actually played in Glendale, many of the events happened in Phoenix, from the events at Hans Park to the Super Bowl experience at the convention center to the concerts at uh, the Footprint Center, you played an integral role in the success of the Super Bowl. There were record crowds downtown without any major incidents related to public safety. Everyone had a good time. Folks are still talking about the time they had coming to the Valley of the Sun and being able to enjoy this game. You've probably heard me say that public safety is a collaborative effort. It's a joint effort between the police and the public, and we cannot be successful Uh, without folks being the eyes and ears and and partnering with us to provide public safety. And while certainly we were focused on public safety needs in the downtown area where all the events were going on, uh, we didn't lose focus on all areas of the city that require public safety coverage during that time. And we continue to provide the level of service that I expect and that you expect. I'm personally grateful to all of you for the support that you've shown, uh, this department, uh, our officers, who have worked many, many long hours over the last uh, several weeks. Thank you. We're all in this together.
0: Great to hear Chief Sullivan uh, give thanks to the the Phoenix area, and it was certainly uh, a big deal. We were on display for the entire world to see, so glad that everything went off without a hitch. So now as we move forward here, we have a special guest for you today. Sergeant Vincent Cole is with us. Vinny, you are your good friend of mine. Also, you spent some time in the Public Affairs Bureau as a public information officer. Tell us a little bit about what you do now as you've moved on to public records.
2: So now I'm in our Public Records Bureau, and I also supervise our code enforcement unit. So I deal with not only the public records aspect of it, but also uh, toes and things like that that the department handles. So you've got a lot more uh,
0: titles than just that, though, I mean, when you were a uh, public information officer, which is a sergeant here at Phoenix PD. But you're also the Phoenix PD official historian, which I think might catch a lot of people by surprise that that's even
2: something which exists. How did you get into that? I've always had an interest in history, and I've gotten the, had the honor to work in some of the more historical parts of the city. So that always sparked a, a general curiosity because— you know, the Phoenix is often think, thought of as a new, newer city, a newer department. You know, we've been around since the the 19th century, and uh, we've also, you know, as well as the department's been around since 1881. So there's quite a bit of history here, and I've always had an interest in it.
0: And then specifically, when you became, you got the title of historian here at Phoenix PD. There's a story about, about that.
2: Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, I was a patrol sergeant and went to a citizen's house referencing a call for service. And when I was in there, I be- began chatting with the woman who had called us and she had made mention that uh, her grandfather served with the Navajo Nation Police Department and uh, that he had unfortunately died in the line of duty. Uh, just a little bit of talking with her, uh, I found that he was never uh, honored on the National Law Enforcement Memorial. So there's a lot that goes into somebody being put on the memorial. There's research. There's documentation that needs to be in order. This line of duty death occurred in the 60s. So documentation has gotten better over time. But, it you know, it, it's somewhat modern, even in the 60s. So we were able to get that documentation in order and submit it to the National Law Enforcement Memorial. And that officer, Sergeant Gordon James, was was honored.
0: And you just did this. Out of the kindness of your heart, essentially, it was something you were interested in doing.
2: My big, it, absolutely. Well, it, my biggest concern was if nobody ever picked up this cause again, the the sergeant would have been remembered only by his family, not to the community he sacrificed his life to. So then, uh, what led to you being named
0: the historian?
2: We had a uh, sergeant that was here at the time who worked in our employee assistance unit. Word got out about what had been done, and it got some media attention. And uh that sergeant had spoken to one of our assistant chiefs about creating a a role of somebody who can handle uh the historian side of the department. Why would that be an important thing for a police department to have? Knowing our past is important. You know, is to 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 quote the uh the old saying of what is past is prologue. Uh there's a lot of rich history in the city. The department's had a lot of Interesting, um, interesting cases we've investigated. A lot of high-profile cases we've investigated, and having a way to remember where we've been and our accomplishments is important. Not only for internal morale and and giving the employees something to be proud of, but also so the community knows what goes on here and what's going on here. Just a matter of being correct, I guess. Too, I mean, if you like, if the media
0: is asking a question per se about you know, our history about something specific, you'd be
2: the person we'd go to? I I imagine so. I can't always assume people are going to come to me. But um, one thing that changes, and I kind of made mention about this earlier, is documentation has changed significantly over time. It's easier to find out uh, the details of an event from 2023 than it is in 1881. So what's great about doing historical research as it relates to a, a public safety agency is documentation is inherently there. It's just how well it is and and how good it is. So sometimes you have to contextualize what you're reading. DRs now, or police reports now for a major crime, could span hundreds hundreds to thousands of pages, whereas back then, a very serious crime that's complex could be summarized in a page. So it, it's a little trickier the further you go back, as far as researching stuff properly. But it's definitely that information's out there. So when did the like the blessing happen where you were like, "Hey,
0: I'm Sergeant Cole. I'm the official historian for the Phoenix Police Department."
2: Uh, I spoke to Assistant Chief Conley about it, and and that was that was kind of decided that that was the way we were going to go. Um, I have an educational background mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in history. I have a bachelor's degree in history. And I have a master's degree in history with a focus on public history. So public history is making history accessible to the public. um, And that's where you see your historian. It's much more than just teaching history. That's where you see historians and archivists and people who work in museums often have that degree. You're being a little modest. You love history.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. We have these conversations all the time and you'll jump into, Oh, back in 1784. And look, right, right. And like, I'm glad you asked. And I'm like, Vinny, we didn't ask, but, <laughs> but right. you know, this stuff, it's because it just personally is interesting to you.
2: Right. And, and I think it's just, you know, if you, if you really break down the, the meaning of what is historical, it's, it's stories. And, it's stories of people who may not be here to tell the stories themselves, but they've left some semblance of of a record of what happened. And uh, a lot of these stories of our community and our department are worth telling. So you mentioned that, you know,
0: in the grand scheme of things in this country, we're not necessarily an old police department. Right. When did we become a police department?
2: Uh, in 1881. Now, again, relatively, that's not necessarily new. I mean, if You compare us to Boston. Boston Police Department claims to be founded somewhere between 1630 and 1631. Now, that's a completely different topic, but um, just to show in relation to how we are in other agencies, we're young, but not young enough to the point where we have no history or no past. What would you
0: say? Well, let me back up for a second. So. Obviously, in 1881, Phoenix was a much different place than it is in 2023. I mean, right now we operate as about a city of 1.6 million, something like that. Right. Um, much smaller back then. What would you say, if this is even possible to summarize, how have how has policing been able to change or how has it had to change because of the increase in population in such a short period of time?
2: So a lot's changed with the department uh, policing and it just has to evolve because society evolves. Um, but obviously we service a much larger community than we did um, and getting to calls for service, being able to place calls for service. All of that has been on pace with technology. You can text 911 now. Um, we're computer dispatched. Uh, you know, before officers didn't have radios in their patrol cars, they had to go to a box. You can get a police response much faster now than you could in, say, 1925. And we cover a much larger geographical area that's more heavily populated. So there's a greater need for more police and more accessibility for the public to contact the police. So our department now is broken
0: up into precincts. Um, there are seven, six or seven precincts?
2: Yeah, it's uh, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So was that always the case um, it, when things began? No. And in fact, the department basically, it, depending on when you, what time or era you're looking at, but I mean, the city of Phoenix was largely centered in our current downtown area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, North Phoenix was at one time Thomas Road, which now, I mean, you can see it from downtown. So it blows my mind to think it, how how large we are now and how small we were then right um and the the precincts were at one time called districts and they were in different to some of them were in different geographical areas than they are now and that has changed as the needs of the community has changed right central in washington isn't really the center of the city anymore
0: well and i i believe uh the desert horizon precinct which is 600 is the the largest by population now which would be like considered north phoenix. Right. So, yeah, that is interesting that things would would have been started in a central location downtown and all of a sudden now we're talking about areas that have ballooned out. South Mountain, which is 400 is
2: also one of the larger ones. Right. And we've annexed a considerable portion of what is today South Mountain Precinct. Uh at one time, pretty much the area south of downtown was a county island and uh and, and uh was uh, police service was provided By the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. And even in my career, we've annexed parts of what would be considered South Phoenix, but is now 800 and 400 that we didn't have before. Um, Let's let's talk about some of the things that people see
0: out there on the street. So, for instance, now, if you see an officer in Phoenix driving around, they'll probably be in a a Chevy Tahoe. Right. Right. Uh, would that obviously wasn't always the case? Can you take us through a little bit of like the range of different vehicles and things that you might have seen throughout the years? So you
2: you have your typical, you know, and I I forgive me, I don't know the models off yeah. the top. No, that's okay. But I put you on the spot here. You had um, patrol cars that were essentially uh, just regular run of the mill vehicles. They didn't have AC. Um, they didn't certainly didn't have radios or or uh, computers in them. Um, but you also had a, a large component of officers who walked beats in in the true sense of the word and were on foot, uh, particularly in the downtown area, areas that were once known as the Deuce, Second Street to Second Avenue, short for produce. Right. And and there's been a couple of different reasons people have given out why it was called that, Second Ave to Second Street. Uh, But there was a large uh, uh, set of produce warehouses that were down there. And there's some remnants of that today if you go downtown. The buildings have been repurposed, but a lot of those buildings used to be produce warehouses. So that was serviced by foot, but, um, and, and you can go even further back. And we had, you know, town marshals on horseback at one time. So so things have really changed. Right. A
0: long time. Uh, we're just scratching the surface, honestly, of what we can talk about with history and the Phoenix Police Department. So we're going to be bringing you back on uh, the Phoenix Five O show here in the coming future. But I just wanted to let people know little bit about your background thank um you. so that way we can we can bring you on as a regular guest here hopefully moving forward really excited that that you're here and you're willing to, to talk to us and I'd be happy to thank you for the invitation all right yeah well we certainly appreciate it. Sergeant Vincent Cole joining us on the Phoenix 50 show we want to thank Bonneville for the time uh, and we'll see you back here next Sunday
1: you've been listening
0: to 5 info on Arizona's news station Ktar news 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.